It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jacob and Craig Forsythe taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello and welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. I am Steve Jacob. This is Craig Forsythe. And we come back to another week of Craig Forsythe being completely and spectacularly a failure. Absolutely on his wrong. Prediction. Just the worst predictor ever. The I will say, I, I, I'm getting pretty good at not getting predictions right. I'll phrase it that way. So now when I take a prediction, I'll get it right this week, and then I won't have a strong suit anywhere. But for right now, I'm going to pretend like I'm I'm really good at not getting predictions right. That's the way <laughs> I'm looking at it. I will say in your defense, it was less of a prediction last week and more of a I don't feel great about these games just based on how the Flyers are playing and based on the quality of opponents. So I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> well, that, I mean, thank you. I will say, though, it was uh, I, I got it wrong. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, how the, how the game played out was how I expected. It's it just, you know, I wasn't expecting the Carter Hart to uh, be Carter Hart yet. So. The Carter Hart appeared and was spectacular. But I'll take I'll keep I'll keep being wrong uh, if it keeps if it keeps uh, getting the Flyers wins and I'm not feeling too great about Wednesday but that should <laughs> should bode well for the Flyers apparently didn't feel great about the Bruins and they, I, they won that one in a shootout I didn't feel great about the whole week and they uh, decided to get all the points so the more power to them I'm gonna gotta shit. catch them all gotta, gotta catch, catch them, all. them all that's what they say that's their team slogan this year <laughs> it is it is gotta catch them all. So looking at the state of the team headed into this week, the week of 11-11-19, the Flyers are currently third in the Metro, tied for seventh in the NHL with 22 points. Colorado and Toronto are also there. Uh, they are 10-5-2 plus four goal differential, and they're on a four-game winning streak and a six-game point streak. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, they, I, it's been a very awkward six-game point streak because there's been a, a bunch of shootouts in there. But, yeah, they've been grabbing points in six straight now. Haven't gone a game in November without a point. So the last time they did not at least reach pass regulation was that beautiful 7-1 win against the Penguins, which we don't need to uh, talk about. But uh, Never happened. Yeah, I mean, this week they've looked uh, – they've also blown three straight 2-0 leads, but I am not too concerned about that. To be honest. Details. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have the leads and possibly blow them, even though they didn't really, than uh, always chasing the game with about 10 minutes left. That's just, you know, based off what we've seen in the last couple of years with the Flyers, I, I'd rather take the uh, possibly blowing leads angle. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I would definitely take the possibly blowing leads angle and the uh, other way around, which we have uh, certainly seen where the Flyers come back from behind. They scrap back into the game they scrape their way in and then they fall just short not so much this week where they were actually winning games in the shootout and i still cannot believe that but here yeah. we are and the flyers look pretty good headed in to the week coming up so currently they're uh what are these other stats greg you want to read these off yeah i was just kind of they're uh they're 12th in goals per game they got 3.12 goals per game uh and then 13th and 2.94 goals against per game 11th power play percentage, 6th in penalty kill percentage, and then 6th um, in Corsi 4 percentage, which is shot attempts 4 percentage, and then 10th uh, in expected goals 4 percentage. So they're doing pretty good in terms of uh, getting the majority of shot attempts and also getting the majority of uh, quality chances. There's really not, all things considered, 
there's not too many things to bitch about with this team at the moment. <laughs> they, so essentially, they... essentially with that Corsi four, Craig, that means that the Flyers are pushing play in the right direction. They're often in the offensive zone, pushing play that direction, not really pinned back in their zone, right? Yeah. So Corsi four percentage just if you uh, aren't familiar with stats, it's just shots for percentage. So instead of just shots on goal, it's com- combining shots on goal, miss shots, and uh, block shots at five on five. So it's just supposed to be a way to kind of get a better idea of who's actually controlled the puck for most of the five on five player the whole game. And then the expected goals for stat is more of the analyzing the chances. So if they were, you know, if it's a, they break down whether or not it's an unscreened shot from the slot or if it's a backhander from the point. That's supposed to be kind of what the idea behind expected goals for percentages. Well, thank you for providing that. And I also wanted to say one other thing that really stood out to me on the numbers that you named there. Sixth in penalty kill percentage, yeah, 85.4. <laughs> Hell of a turnaround yeah. from the Dave Haxtell days. They were just abysmal with the penalty kill last year. And that really was uh, one of the main factors for their struggles. Well, I and, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about this on Fly Probably, but just look at these couple games here, and I think the penalty kill made a difference because they had a couple penalty kills late in games or when the game was tied, and they got the kill. And more times than not last year, last year was more of you win each game expecting there's going to be at least one power play goal against. So if the Flyers went into these games with that same mentality, they're not winning all four. Like if they had the same penalty kills they did last year, they they probably aren't winning any of these games actually. Look at the way they broke out. Like you look at the the situation, um, well even yesterday against the Bruins, that's the penalty shot and then the penalty late. Uh, like that that probably would have been a goal. Knowing the Flyers, the teams and like teams passed that that would have been the point they lost the game. So the penalty kill is something I've quietly been pretty pumped about, and I feel like it hasn't gotten as much. Uh, as much attention as it should have should be, but it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's so nice. Cause they were in the bottom, like eight for the last five years or something ridiculous. This one fun. goes out to you penalty kill. And it's, it's almost like getting lobby <laughs> off of that role made the do. No, no, there's many more factors than just, yeah. uh, he just, he, I mean, why did I say lobby? It's lappy. Uh, I mean, they're both, they're both gone at this point. Well, but lappy's not gone. No, lappy's <laughs> right there. He's in plain sight. He's, he he's he's now he's in the right he's, yeah he's now in the right role i guess i, I mean they're both right there lavi lavi it's not i would consider that better than raffle Raphael. there's less uh you know <laughs> de- deviance there so that's true that's true uh much closer in deviance but yes <laughs> totally cool. yeah so uh it's been improved and it's uh it's been a great sight to see for this team let's move on however to the games let's talk about the games okay. this games this week starts off again with another tough one it's been a tough stretch for the flyers and it does not get easier as they face the washington capitals a yep. wednesday night hockey matchup rivalry night for layman out there Oh, against God, yeah. the capitals of Washington from the nation's capital. I just realized we're going to get docked for the second time this year. So there you go. You can brush up oh. on the, uh, <laughs> pick up on some, uh, some more, uh, nouns to or shit. He says during the game. So I don't know. He likes yeah, to say talk- knife and cut a lot. Knives to the slot. Sachets to the slot. Sachets. Yeah. This is <laughs> uh, caps though. Lee in the league record of a uh, 13, two and three. Uh, they're playing at the moment. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, whatever. Uh, plus 19 goal differential. Uh, lead the league in goals per game. They are their only team over four goals per game with 4.06. Nashville is second with 3.82. So expect a little bit of offense with the Caps. Uh, both ways, actually, because they also allow 3.06 goals against per game, which is 18th in the league. Uh, top 10 penalty kill on power play units, 6th in power play, 7th in penalty kill. And then uh, middling uh, play driving numbers, uh, 16th with a 49.74 shots for percentage, and then 18th with a 50.57 expected goals for percentage. And uh, and also, would, kind of a weird theme that's been going on with, for the Flyers the last couple uh, weeks here. Washington's schedule, they don't really have a tough one. They, I mean, they played tonight, but then they don't play obviously they don't play tomorrow and they don't play Thursday so they're not catching the uh, the caps in a weird schedule bind here uh it's they're going to be rested we're going to see Holpe and uh we'll we'll see how they look i i'm excited for the game cuz i think this is a uh, like right now i think the, i think the flyers are good that's my opinion of it but this is a real this will be a real test on wednesday uh i'm a little nervous of it just because this week went so well I'm just expecting a swing back the other way, but also just because the Caps are a pretty complete team and uh, the Flyers have been edging out a couple of these games uh, and they're a team you really can't blow a, a two-goal lead against. But uh, Steve, who, really needs, who really needs play driving when you have Alexander Ovechkin, right? Oh, yeah, you don't really. Yeah, and that's that's been the Caps I'm out for the last couple of years is they, they're kind of the mid, middle of the pack in these play driving numbers, but then they're usually towards the top of the league, even though they aren't right now. And, uh, quality chances against and they usually tighten up on it like two years ago they were kind of lackadaisical going into the postseason and then once the postseason started they're like hey you guys want to like play defense now and they got shooting lanes and took away chances and just became a different team and the numbers showed it and uh but this is so we know they can win playing that way and that's kind of how they've been playing ever since and they uh i don't know i think they're gonna win the division i really don't think uh it's them or carolina Although Pittsburgh, yeah, I mean, we'll get into that later. You never know with Pittsburgh. I know yeah, you you wanted to better. count them out this year. I know you wanted to. I wanted to, yeah. Now they're like, yeah, they've come out and done the exact opposite. I guess because as, long, made, as, as, long as they have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, unfortunately, we really have to worry about the Pittsburgh Penguins. As long as these guys yeah, are still yeah. playing at the levels they play at. It's insane. Like, I, I really thought this would be the year where it's like, well, they're getting up there a little bit. And I thought. I thought trading Kessel and replacing him with just Tanev would have been a bigger net negative, I guess. Uh, and also the fact they got rid of Branson sucks because now John Marino looks like he's pretty good. John, don't call me Dan Marino. Uh, so now they're going to play him a lot more. And uh, yeah, so it looks like the Penguins may not be a f- fucking dumpster fire this year. <laughs> I, like, it was, I, I got my hopes up, but I'll take the Flyers being better. Why, why, you know, you're just the worst of predictions. I'm, you know what? Yeah, I I really don't like to dip too much to the prediction business, but fuck, this is... I, it can't get it can't get worse. I might, I mean, if I get the one wrong, one You take your magic eight ball and you smash it out in the alley <laughs> out back. I mean, so should I, I... By the way, the Capitals just lost four to three to the coyotes in a shootout. All right. So they'll be motivated coming out on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good test for the flyers. It's definitely it a good test to see where this team is at. The, the, the Bruins game was a hell of a test because the Bruins oh, are right yeah. up there with the caps and the flyers played a great game against them. Yeah. That's what I was going to say was I, cause 
Sunday would have, I thought yesterday would have been the ultimate test because, yeah, Bruins, really good team. End of a back to back, the Bruins are rested. There's every reason for the Flyers to just go, well, that was a schedule loss. And then we would have seen a duplicate of the Islanders game or something. But they came out and they dominated for two periods. Like they, I don't know. I, yesterday's game gives me confidence that they're actually a good team. So that's why I think it's more fitting that on Wednesday, if they get shellacked, we would have more questions again. But. Uh, and, then the and then the Philadelphia Flyers go from playing in the U.S., playing against the U.S. capital to playing in Canada's capital as they travel to oh, Ottawa God. to play the Senators. That you was a tell good. Tell me you can't hear Doc say that. Yeah, I was going to say that was probably your best. That was your best Doc material in terms of creative. Like that was a very good segue. That was a very Doc segue. He would definitely. That's probably would be said if they were doing a preview, I had a preview psychic, show for the Flyers. I had a psychic link with Doc for a second. And <laughs> on that. Just you, you close your eyes and put your hand to your forehead, and then somewhere at PNC Park, he's doing the same thing. Like, oh shit! So I don't know what he's doing at the uh, park, let's, ballpark. Let's, Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, <laughs> Roberto uh, Clemente, yes. And then he's just like drive. <laughs> <laughs> that was. <laughs> That's the kicker is when he does that. He just still screams out his famous sayings. <laughs> and it just wouldn't go. And then it's just, you're getting all this info. All right. Is denied. <laughs> Love you, Doc. Uh, well, that is probably better than what you're going to want to hear about the centers because they're pretty bad at hockey. Uh, I want to hear it all. I want to hear it all. Second. Oh, I want to drop this stat in here, even though it's about the Red Wings. Second to last in the Atlantic are the Senators, and also second to last in the East with a 6 9 1 record. Very nice. And a minus six goal differential. Detroit is the only team that's worse than them in the East. They're six, twelve, and one, with a minus thirty goal differential. They've played twenty games. What? That's impressive. That takes a. They played nineteen games and they're that minus thirty. It takes a lot. Yeah, it's uh. But uh, I like what they're building up there. Six games with a minus thirty goal differential. I don't understand. I don't know. Like I, yeah, I want to see what those losses look like. <laughs> But, I'm going uh, to look it up right now. You keep talking. I'm looking it up. Okay. I was going to say the Senators are – I mean, there's no reason the Flyers shouldn't win this game on Friday. They are 21st in goals. Four so they're screwed? Yeah. So this will be the game that they, like, don't show up and everybody starts questioning things again. Uh, 21st in goals per game, 21st in goals against per game, 31st power play with 6.9%. So there we go. We got the nice pack. And then 18th with 80 penalty kill percentage. Uh Third, the worst team in terms of uh, shot attempt percentage, and then fifteenth with a fifty point eight two expected goals for percentage. So there's nothing there at the top of the league. In they're not top of the league in goal scoring, uh, stopping goals against. They're not top of the league in penalty kill power. Like literally nothing there at the bottom of the league for everything. Uh, and there's not if they played Craig Anderson, which they might because the centers also have a back to back. They should. They should. Absolutely kill Craig Anderson. He's got an 8.97 save percentage in eight games so far. And then Anders Nielsen is doing all right. He's got a 4.31 record with a 9.30 save percentage and 2.67 GAA, which standalone are pretty good numbers, but also considering it's the fucking Senators, it's, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say besides I, this, should, this should absolutely be a win. So horrible loss. Uh, Craig Forsyth said it. You you heard it first. So looking looking at this Red Wings stat for the record. So in October, the Red Wings had an eight game stretch 
oh, eight yeah. game losing stretch, losing streak, wherein they only had two games where they didn't let up five goals. All right. Okay. I they mean, lost just... Vancouver. They wait. What? <laughs> yeah, it's eight. No, it's just it's it blows my mind. You've done so much they losing, lost... you've lost count. <laughs> Pretty much, is what's going. On. They lost to the Maple Leafs five to two, the Canucks five to one, the Flames five to one, the Oilers two to one, the Canucks five to two, the Senators five to two, the Sabers two nothing, and they lost in overtime to the Blues five to four. Yeah, so that that'll probably jump up your whole uh, goal differential if you keep letting five goals in against per game. They're not good. I mean, who's on that red line? It's like Mike Green, Addison Bowie. There, there, there's nobody there anymore. Uh, so that yeah, and there's nobody on that team anymore. It's Andreas Athanasiu, Dylan Larkin, Anthony Mantha, and that's about it. Yeah, so uh, it's good time. Still in the middle of the pack as far as the cap hit goes. Yeah. So suck it, Red Wings. 1997 <laughs> still hurts. So I hope They're... you're in the hell forever. That's oh, what absolutely. I gotta say. Yeah. Absolutely. They have 1.56 mil cap space and negative oh. 24k uh, projected <laughs> LTIR used. <laughs> For for this fucking team, for, for like team. a team that is a minus minus thirty in goal differential, we're barely in the November. For Dylan Larkin and the Chumps. Oh uh, shit! But this yeah, is about the Red Wings. Blue line. I'm sorry. I'm just okay. Go on. No, Mike Green, Patrick Nemeth, Madison Bowie, Dennis Chalowski, mm-hmm. Alex Biega, Philip Ronick. They and traded Dylan for Alex Biega, by the way. Like yeah, the, just the, like a month ago. This is garbage. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do the Senators have anybody worth worrying about on their roster? Uh, well, uh, Colin White and uh, Thomas Shabbat. Although I think they're actually fuck. I think they're both out right now. But <laughs> doesn't really doesn't really matter. I mean, that's uh, uh Anthony Declare still there, being fast, doing stuff. He'll probably score some dumb type of goal on the Flyers when they're not paying attention. That'll be the the one goal on a four to one win or something. Uh, I I mean. Uh, Connor Brown, I think, is killing it on the first line, but he's on the first line for the, the Senators. So there you go. I think their first line center right now is J.G. Pajot. Do you remember that guy? The guy that scored, like, he had, like, two five-goal games in the postseason, and then nobody's heard of him since. Terrific. Yeah, so that's their top. There's no reason they should lose. I don't even know what to say besides, like, they're, I mean, they're better than the Senators in every way. And theoretically, if the Senators were to outplay them, uh, I mean, Brian Hart's Brian Elliott. Brian Hart would be an interesting hybrid of a goalie, but Brian Elliott has been fine so far. Brian Hart happens to be both young and old. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and fans love him and hate him. It's interesting. Well, that but, just describes every Flyers goalie. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I was gonna say that you know it's funny. I remember just two weeks ago when everybody was losing their fucking shit over Carter Hart, and now. Uh, there's not, there doesn't even be too many comments now. Seems to be fine now. Seems to be Carter Hart. Like it's almost like expected. almost like he's very young, and it was incredibly early in the season to jump to decisions like that. Almost even. It's almost like that. But you know, uh, yeah, that's that's it for the sense analysis. That's it for the sense. You don't want to talk anymore about the sense. <laughs> I, there is nothing else to say about the sense, but yeah. that it is a back-to-back game. And stop me if you've heard this one before with a back-to-back game for the Flyers. Good God, this schedule. And they move on to play in whatever husk of a stadium the Islanders are playing in these days to play against the Islanders. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, the Flyers have to go on the road. Oh, no, no. They're going to be here. They're not going to have to travel. Oh, to, that's uh, right. Okay. No, no Alexi Yashin's a versus left back, not whatever. an at. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't fucking know the arena they're playing in. But they are second in the Metro. They're fourth in the league with a record of 12-3-1 and plus 14 goal differential. So it's going to be a fun week for the Flyers as they play uh, two of the top four teams in the league and then the Senators. So it'll be interesting uh, to watch that, how they play. What is, but, what is up with the Islanders? Where did they come from? You tell me, because uh, there's nothing that should indicate they're a good team. I've just come to the conclusion, and you've been telling me to come to this conclusion for a while. Just fucking Barry Trotz. That's all it is. There's, there's really Barry nothing. Because I'll run through the numbers right here. Um, they're 15th in goals per game, and then they're first in uh, – they yield the least amount of goals every single game. So 2.19 goals against per game is the lowest in the league. The Bruins and Coyotes are second with 2.41. So that's how they're doing so well is they're preventing goals. But um, they are 30th in terms of uh, shot um, shot attempt percentage, 44.96, which is pretty bad. Uh, and they're 29th in terms of shot, att- shot attempts against per 60. So, again, not a number that you would expect out of the best team in the league in terms of goals against. Uh, and then they're 24th in expected goals for percentage and 21st in expected goals against for 60. So all those numbers would indicate that that team is not going to be the best team in the league at reducing goals against. And, I mean, they, they switch goalies too. So it's not Robin Lehner, you know, just being found as a diamond in the rough. They're doing it with Thomas Grice and Semyon Varlamov. So it's I think it's something with Trot's system where they just don't have a lot of skilled guys. Every single dude buys in, and then nobody cheats the system at all. There's really no other way this can be successful. I mean, no other team has... It's early on in this season, too, and they've, the Islanders still have plenty of time to collapse. But if they end up being a playoff team again, then I really don't know what else it is. I mean, it's, it's gonna... Trotz. He's been doing this it, for it's years. Trotz. He was doing yeah. this with the Predators, and nobody knew what a Predator was. Yeah. nobody. Everybody was like, I don't... I don't know if they're doing hockey in the South yet. And they're like, no, there's a bunch of teams down here. We're going to put one in Nashville now. So, and then he took that team with future. I don't need to rattle off that roster. Everybody remembers that little roster. I mean, David Legwan was there. Um, uh, I, and that's honestly the only dude. I, oh, Martin Erat. Uh, they also had Scott Hartnell for a little bit of time. Uh, and those are the big name guys. And he consistently got them into the postseason. It, it's really fascinating. He just, you give that guy shitty players and he takes them to the playoffs i don't know i don't know what to say (laughs) so who even hell is on the islanders these days so the i think the top line i was looking at it before we did this the top two lines for the last string of games has been the top line is everly anders lee and matt barzel and then the second line is um derek brassard i don't remember what the second line is now oh anthony bavillier is on the second line who is that? Uh, I, I mean, that's a fair question. I think it's a question everybody should ask. But that he's 2015 draft pick who I remember. I remember seeing. I remember looking at him before the draft and being like, "Oh, what am I? The Flyers taking him in like the second or third? And then I think the Islanders took him in the second or third. And now he is—he's not anything special. Like he's a fine player, but he's in the—he's in the top six for the Islanders who are a team that just won 40 games in a row and are fourth in the league, even though I don't get it. I, I really don't know. If, they're just really good at taking away shots, just taking away goals. There's really nothing else. I don't know. It's, it's impressive with how, 
how little skill they have on the roster. But I I think this is, I don't know, I'm thinking this game might be the one that scares me the most this week in terms of, like, I know the game on Wednesday is going to be a good test, but I feel like they might end up, I feel like it's going towards a situation that uh, resulted in the other game on Long Island where they look like shit after they beat the Blue Jackets because it's going to be the second game in a back-to-back and the Islanders are going to be playing one game in five days. They play Toronto on Wednesday, and then they don't play again until they have to travel to Pittsburgh and play in Pittsburgh on Tuesday. So this is the only game the Islanders have. And it was the same time the last time around. And the big reason why I thought the Islanders won was they just uh, – it, it looked like they were just – wanted it more. It seemed like – it looked like the Flyers looked like the team on the second back – second out of a back-to-back is pretty much what that is. And I thought we were going to see more of that last night even though they – uh Turn it around, but yeah, I just went off for way too long. What are you? Th- what are your thoughts, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what thoughts are there to even have on the Islanders? They're the New York Islanders. Nobody knows how they do it outside of Barry Trotz, as we said. And I'm just looking at the numbers on these goalies here. I'm looking at these freaking goalies. Varlamov, five two and one nine twenty four save percentage and a two thirty seven GAA. Grice is seven and one. 942 save percentage and a 188 GA. Are you kidding me? Thomas yeah. Grice, Greasy Thomas himself? <laughs> I will say Thomas Grice over the years has been like an underrated goalie, but still 942 is I, – I don't, I don't know. The Islanders I just look at, I, I don't know what to say. I, I really don't because they, they are the – like it seems like so far whenever you hear people talk about how they don't want to – buy in the numbers and how it's just about like winning puck battles and staying true to the system and everything. Like all the narratives that people want you to think you can win with any team. He's actually, it feels like the is the only team out there that are actually doing what some of these people want, but it's not, nobody else has done it before. It feels like, and nobody else is probably going to do it again in terms of just keeping this up like year in and year out with this talent on the roster. That's my opinion. I don't know. That's your two cents. That's my two cents. I'm just getting it out there. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. It's a another couple tough matchups with a real, real, seemingly easy matchup in the middle. Which I, I you can't underestimate a team like Ottawa when you're a Philadelphia Flyers fan because we have certainly seen the Flyers at their best lose to very shitty teams. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> But as far as the goaltending goes, the big question, who should go Friday, who should go Saturday? Because as we all know, playing the same goalie in back-to-backs is stupid. Yes, very stupid. And uh, I, I think it's like a, I think it's a pretty easy choice this week. I think you go Elliott and Ottawa and you go Hart against the Islanders. Because uh, there's, no, there's no issue with Hart's confidence right now. It looks like he's getting back into being Carter Hart. And Brian Elliott's done fine on the road. Uh, I mean, he did fine on the road in Toronto. And uh, I, I think he can go in Ottawa and win that game. So I, I'm going with Elliott in Ottawa and Hart in in New York. Hart, Elliott, Hart. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I don't think there's any question about Wednesday. <laughs> or there shouldn't be any question about Wednesday. But uh, And I think, uh, yeah, I don't think they, you know, there's no reason to put Hart out there against the Senators. You don't need Hart to, you shouldn't need Hart to win that game for you. But, no, 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 definitely not. Yeah, so I'm uh, excited for Wednesday's game. Could care less about Friday's game. And then Saturday, I, I'm interested to see how they play on Saturday just because 
it it kind of looks like it should be another schedule loss. Uh, but we'll we'll see. They well, Sunday should have been schedule easy. loss. Played pretty well. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's, that's why they play the games, Craig. Why they, why they play the play games. games? It's not all on paper. It's, it's real life. I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You nerd. You nerd. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey. <laughs> whoa, hey, whoa. Uh, so lastly, we do like to do this little feature where we kind of pick a player of the week. Last week, Greg went with Travis Sanheim, who had no points, but the play picked up. He he seemed to be a little he, more comfortable, was... especially next to Phil Myers. I was gonna, say, I was just gonna say, but he did hang out with Phil Myers a lot, so I think he had a pretty good week. It seems like it was a pretty good week for him. Yeah. Phil had a great week. Phil had a monster. I wish I picked fucking Phil Myers. He had a monster week. <laughs> <laughs> and now it sucks too. Well, go ahead, keep going. And I'll explain why I'm not picking Phil Myers this week. Well, I picked a man who had a fine week, and that would be Joel Joel, the process. No, he's not the process. Joel Farabee, <laughs> who had. One goal, one assist, two points in four games. So not too shabby and definitely still looks like he belongs with this team. And he's been, he's been great so far. I, I will say I, because I'm very against Philly Joel, I feel like we as a city, as a society can do better than Philly Joel. So I've seen you a lot better nicknames. Better. <laughs> I've seen a lot better nicknames uh, in response to me pointing out that I don't like Philly Joel. My brother also gave me a few. I'm saving them for... Uh, Same one for the perps. So if you okay. guys want to hear them, uh, we can discuss them there. But yeah, Joel Farabee had a fucking, he had a pretty good week too. I mean, Not he the Farabees! Just... Oh God, why? <laughs> just the, <laughs> the uh, him moving up to Drew and JVR's line is was a, a big help to them. And I think he, I, I think he just gets up and down the ice better than Voracek right now. I don't know. I'm hoping Voracek can turn around, which um, Ooh, I mean. Is that a little transition there? Yeah, I wasn't even going for that, but yeah, I know I saw uh, I saw I saw down the sheet a little. That's that's who I'm picking for my player of the week this week. I'm picking Jake Voracek. I think it is time for Jake to kind of explode. He hasn't had a game where you really like, oh uh, yeah, okay. Jake's in. Jake's here. He's hanging out. He's not blocking people on Twitter tonight. He's gonna be celebrating. I haven't <laughs> seen one of those. It's time for Jake to kind of explode and have a great game. So I am uh, crossing my fingers and hoping it's Jake Voracek this week. I agree. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping you're right with that too. Cause uh, yeah, it'd be nice if Jake, I mean, if Jake starts figuring it out too, that'd be on top of everything else that's been going on. That'd be great. Uh, I'm going with Kevin Hayes is who I'm picking here, Steve. Uh, I what? feel like he's been a little quiet the last couple of weeks. Uh, did have some moments against the Bruins last night. Uh, and I'm banking on, the center's being bad, and also he was the only one that really showed up against the Islanders last time. I'm thinking he comes out and he gets a couple points again this week. Yeah, also, depending... I like uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I like it. Yeah, I was going to say, depending on the matchups against Washington, he might be... He might end up getting uh, an advantage in terms of 5-on-5 five five play, but on the other end, he could also just end up uh, in a defensive role against Kuznetsov. So who knows? Who knows what to expect there? But, uh, yeah, Kevin Hayes. I would have. I mean, Phil Myers isn't going to keep. I I hope he does, but I feel like if I picked Phil Myers, he wasn't going to keep scoring, right? And then I was nervous to pick Carter Hart because it looks like he's back. And then if he fell flat on his face on Wednesday, I mean, I would just, you know, I'm, I'm missing these games here. I don't want to. I don't want to take away Carter Hart's confidence now. You're going to start picking Pitlick every week. Just have somebody who's <laughs> risk free. I will say he's looked a little bit better since his injury ended. But it is Tyler Pitlick, so I I really am trying hard to care 
but uh, that, yeah, so thank you for uh, pointing out that my player had zero points last week. That's good. <laughs> yeah, Bart. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I will. Say, I think it should be zero points, comma, didn't fall over. That's the big. He did stay upright all this week, which was kind of the thing I was hoping for. So in my eyes, he bounced back. I think so. So as usual, I'm right. And, you, know, you're, you were right in your assessment, as you always are. I always, yeah, I'm always right. I've never been... I know people listen to this in the fly purple and they, they think they know what they're talking about, but I'm, I'm always right. No, never been wrong ever. No. You guys know that. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, let's wrap it up. <laughs> if you have any feedback, the best place to reach us is on Twitter. You can find Craig at sports are bad. Yeah. And just, you know, don't tweet at me about what I was just saying, but I am, uh, there, sh- <laughs> there should be a, there should be a line-by-line line out on Tuesday, tomorrow. If not Tuesday, it'll be, definitely be out by Wednesday. And then I'm hoping to go back and rewatch some games and have a tape watch type article out on Friday. If not then, I'll have a shorter one out uh, early next week. All and, right. And uh, yeah, always uh, be ready for the perps, people. Got perps be coming ready out. for the perps. Should be on. Should be out Friday this week, right? Friday this week is what we are aiming for. Record Thursday, have it out Friday. And, of course, you'll have uh, BSH Radio out in the meantime. That should be coming out on Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, all that good stuff. But you can follow me at Flyperbole or at Esteban, but make it Flyperbole. And follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey. Be sure to listen to all of our great shows, Bill's Post Games, BSH Brief, BSH Radio, Flyers Forecast, and Flyperbole. All that good stuff. But, folks, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey.